there's a lot of talk of light and dark in the Bible. If you go through it in different sections, you'll hear um, passages that speak about the light of God and the darkness over the earth and this kind of thing. And rather than having moral overtones, which we frequently think about when we hear light and dark, it tends to be that darkness relates not to not being able to see clearly, which is like nighttime would have been once before the invention of artificial lights like gas lighting and electric light and so forth. Uh, it was dark at night and you couldn't see. Light, on the other hand, represents revelation, coming to see that which was previously not able to be seen. And so when we come to this passage of Isaiah, he talks about darkness covering the earth and deep darkness that impacts the people. And it's good to think about what are the very various aspects of darkness and how that affects us. And one of the first ones, I think, is confusion. The inability to see well can not only mean uncertainty, but it can mean we mix things up. Um, years and years and years ago, I was on beach mission and uh, there was a girl on team there. If you're not familiar with Beach Mission, you go as a group to a caravan park and you, you stay in, you know, all the, the team leaders who are male are in one tent and all the team leaders who are female are in another tent and during the day you do activities with the kids in the caravan park. But uh, this young lady reported the story that uh, she wasn't very wise. She got very sunburnt on one of the days and uh, was lying in her camp stretcher at night and feeling the heat effect of the sunburn and thought she'd reach over. She had some after-sun lotion in her bag and in the night, not wanting to wake everyone up, she leant over to a bag, applied it all over her body, got back into bed and the next day she was glued to her sheets and she had to peel these sheets off. I mean, not glued, glued, but really properly stuck because she'd applied shampoo to her whole body and uh, it was obvious because when the light of day came up, (laughs) there it was. So that can happen in the night, right? In the dark, when you can't see clearly. It's easy to confuse one thing from another. And in a kind of way, these days, life is quite complex. It's easy to be confused. Issues are more complicated, it seems, than they used to be. Uh, Not just complicated in what the issue is, but complicated in the way that we even see issues. Questions of hidden motives within ourselves and other people add further confusion to the way we see. And uh, this can mess with both what we think we're seeing and mess with the way we see what we think we're seeing. So it's easy to grab for the wrong thing, believing it's the right thing, and that is part of the darkness under which we live. But there's a more malicious part too, because rather than just confusion, there is also deception. When we don't have access to sufficient data, it's much easier for someone to take advantage of us using whatever data is available and then massaging it in a particular way with intent. Rather than making the truth known, they make known what they want to make known. And uh, one of the ways we experience this, of course, is the idea of fake news, which we've all become very aware of in the last couple of years. Um, And this is because we don't have first-hand access to all the information, so we don't know exactly what is true, and so we rely on people telling us, and we think we can trust the source of the information, and there's probably 
just enough truth in what we're being told to make it convincing so there's truth in it and then a whole bunch of other subtleties that change the meaning sufficient that it becomes convincing but not true. And in a funny kind of way we all do this a lot of the time in the way we relate with people. I mean think about your own Facebook feed or your Instagram if you're doing such things or just the way you are with people in social settings. None of us are completely transparent and I'm not advising that that's the best approach straight up but we all massage the information, the data that's available to present a story that has a purpose. We have intent and sometimes that is very deceptive and manipulative. That's another expression of the darkness. And in a more generic way, darkness can cover deception and confusion. We don't see all that's going on and so darkness covers and hides from view those things that are deceptive and confusing. It, darkness holds back the truth. If we could see clearly, then there would be less confusion, right? If we could see all the data firsthand, fake news would have no capacity to hoodwink people. Darkness is not being able to see, not knowing. It facilitates uh, the effects of those who would propose to deceive us or confuse us. And in that context, Isaiah says, the glory shines. Isaiah sees a day when the glory of the Lord shines forth and changes everything. The confusing things are clarified. That girl who covered her body with what she thought was after sun lotion, when the light of the day came up, she could look out of her bed and go, ah, that was shampoo. <laughs> once, the, once the light comes up, uh, things are seen for what they are. There's also a, a, a kind of glory in what God does that has a penetrating transparency to it because grace, which is the substance of God's glory, provides the greatest opportunity for clear-sighted transparency. Only grace offers a safety to let go of deception. We deceive ourselves mostly, or we deceive others and ourselves, mostly because we are scared and scared of the truth. The context of grace makes truth safer because rather than facing judgment, there is the offer of release from judgment. In South Africa, and Ian would know a lot more about this I imagine, um, it, when it finally became time for reconciliation in that country between uh, the, the different parties in apartheid, they chose a process called truth and reconciliation. So rather than judgment and retribution, they went for honest conversation with the opportunity for amnesty. The Commission was empowered to grant amnesty to those who committed abuses during the apartheid era as long as the crimes were politically motivated, proportionate and there was full disclosure by the person seeking amnesty. And they decided to do that because that gave the greatest opportunity for the most information to come out because whatever there is the risk of judgement, people will not disclose. They will hide, they will protect themselves. And so grace actually functions as the safety to see clearly. 
to get down below your self-protecting mechanisms. Grace paves the way for a more complete disclosure, precisely because it removes the need to protect uh, your own interests and makes full disclosure or truth the prime interest rather than survival. Grace allows all things we would rather not be aware of to be seen. The fear of judgment or rejection is no longer part of that uh, process and so we can see ourselves for who we really are and see others for who they really are. Grace can remove the cover of darkness that we would otherwise unconsciously pull over parts of our lives. We do this all the time. And as a result of grace, we are able to see more clearly. And the thing about this, Isaiah says, is it will draw all people. All people will come to this amazing light. And uh, I think that most people know that clarity is preferable to confusion. Um, in the stock market or even in small business, owners, um, people prefer clarity regarding the environment rather than confusion because they like to know how to anticipate what's going to happen. Children and adults also prefer stability and a certain amount of predictability in daily life. We know that children do better when life is stable and there's a certain amount of clarity about what's going to happen in their lives each day. Confusion is corrosive, not only to our sense of safety, but even to our sense of identity if it goes on long enough. So most people know clarity is better than confusion. And transparency is better than deceit because when we cover up truth, there's a sense in which we're keeping truth away from ourselves and if we do this too well and too extensively, we end up living a lie. No one actually knows us for who we really are behind the deception which we are successfully pulling off. There is a sense in which uh, we neither know others or know ourselves particularly well. When I was a young guy, I had a lot of trouble in the area of courting. Um, <laughs> I know that might surprise you seeing the strapping young man I am today, but <laughs> I was very shy, I was very insecure, and I struggled knowing how to make relationships with girls. And most often I tried to become the person that I thought the girl I liked would like. And I really didn't know who I was. I just put on this performance based on data I'd gathered about how to win over a person. And in contrast to that, when I met Joe, I had a bit of counselling and I think I was just a bit tired, frankly. And <laughs> I thought, I really like this girl. I wonder if she will like me. And if she likes me, I want her to like me, not a performance that I think might convince her. So I decided I would be as honest as I knew how to be in everything that I said and did with her. It was a high-risk manoeuvre, but it's much lower risk if you start that way because there's not so much to lose. And I thought, she may as well find out sooner, I may as well find out sooner whether she likes me or not. And so I did. I, in a very, if you know Seinfeld, George Costanza is a really hapless fellow and one day he does a reverse day and everything his instinct tells him to do, he does the opposite. I was a bit like that. And I just decided I will, I will be honest 
I'll be vulnerable. I will find out whether she likes me. Well, it worked a treat, but uh, (laughs) there you go. And interestingly, the struggle now is to continue in that vein because when there's more at stake, staying that honest becomes more difficult, even if you started on that basis. But transparency facilitates intimacy. And without it, you don't know the other person and they don't know you. You're just play-acting and there's a distance there. So transparency is better than deceit. But the challenge of this apocalypse, this clear-sighted uncovering, as it were, is that it shows us up to not be all that we would like to think that we are. The unveiling reveals our half-baked motives, and we all have them. Our deceptively selfish plans that come out as we live our lives. The light makes plain the depths of the fullness of the darkness that resides within us all the time. Not that we are terrible people, because I know you people and you're not terrible people, but that we do not nearly uh, so we do not do nearly so well with the unvarnished truth as we would like to think that we do. So the only way to welcome the light of the glory of God is with appropriate humility and the awareness that we each require God's grace in an equal degree. There's nobody here that needs grace more than anybody else. We all need it equally. And so we have no place to judge anybody. For this only uncovers how little we truly have received the grace that we require. Whenever you think you can judge somebody else, that's an indication of how little you've understood your need for grace. When Jesus comes on the scene preaching good news, the good news of the kingdom, it's the news of the light of God's gracious grace breaking over a darkened and deceptive and confused world. And Jesus lived that glory in all his interactions. It touched every person he came near to. The proud and the fragile made plans to snuff that out. They could not understand or bear to be in the presence of this light. And John in his gospel picks this up. It says, This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. And yet the humble and the vulnerable flocked towards Jesus. They experienced the fullness of the clarity and transparency this uh, uncovering grace brought with it. They discovered that in Jesus there is the eternal way of life. And it continues to be our privilege to discover this life in Jesus today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that the glory of your grace has entered the world and it is dispelling the darkness, the darkness within each one of us. We thank you that your grace makes it possible for us to see ourselves for who we truly are, not with the fear of condemnation, but with the opportunity for release and freedom. We thank you that that can only be received when we receive it humbly, knowing that we are in just as much need as every person, the person next to us and the person across the sea. And we thank you that that liberates us to love.
pour out your grace upon us that we might be people of your love in all that we say and do to the glory of your name. Amen.